Are you ready to uncover your retirement solution? Learn more as Jeremy Kyle and his guests guide you along the path of retirement and reveal the five steps you need to take to solve your retirement puzzle. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Retirement Revealed with Jeremy Kyle. Good morning, Jeremy. How are you? Good, Eric. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Glad I know to hear that we it. Are, we're talking about a uh, pretty big topic today. Weighty topic. Yeah, we're in the middle of the pandemic and uh, we're talking about COVID-19. I'm trying to think through when is this episode going to just launch. It's going to be right around the first of the year. So we'll be in the middle of winter. I just can't imagine nothing's going to be too different compared to um, mid-November to, to early January. I'm hoping it is. I'm hoping things are great and wonderful by that time, but all signs are not pointing that way. All right. So COVID-19, when it comes to finances and retirement and 2021, is that what we're covering today? Yeah. You know, I'm a, a big student of the industry of financial topics and love mm-hmm. reading the Wall Street Journal and read this great article this week by Ann Turgeson said how COVID-19 will change aging and retirement. So that's an hmm. interesting topic. All we do is retirement planning day in and day out. I thought we got to take a look at this. It was great. Loved reading through it. Wanted to share this with everybody. I have maybe just one or two different tactics that I, I would take towards it uh, from her conclusions I saw, but love reading this kind of stuff. And we'll, we'll try to link to that article in the, in the show notes so you can take a look there at the article. One way that Ann talks about here, she went through all these different ways that, that COVID-19 will change retirement, change your aging. She said more people are going to age and get their care at home, which is uh, interesting. It makes a lot hmm. of sense. She mentioned 40% of the deaths from COVID have been in long-term care facilities, which is just absolutely horrible. It's completely unfortunate. At the same time, that's probably a big encouragement for a lot of people. If you can avoid a long-term care facility, you might want to avoid it. Just if there's issues like this with COVID now or who knows what the next pandemic might be. But some thoughts on how how do you avoid a long-term care facility? How do you get to stay at home? That's that's kind of what people want to do. Most people we talk to say, I'd rather get older at home. I'd rather stay in the home I raise my kids in. It seems as, as if a lot of people get to the nursing home stage because they just completely wait until something big happens. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking through here of a, a couple, a client I had a few years back, and they were doing pretty well. They, they had over a million dollars, and they were in a house that was 80 years old. They raised their kids, their grandkids in there, and that's, that's great. But here they are, the husband's getting worse each and every month just with his own physical health. And their bedroom was on the second floor. Mm. And there is no bathroom on the first floor. So if you're somebody in this position and you've got to go up and down the stairs all day in this uh, old house, that's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And I, I encourage them, and it's unfortunate they didn't go through in this, this area, you've got the ability to to rehab your house in a positive yeah. way. You've got an extra room. You've got plumbing that goes through the first floor to get to the second floor. Do what you can so that you can stay in your home. I, I get it. You want to stay at home, but you need to make some changes to the home to make it more accessible, to make it easier to live in, to make it safer. Something unfortunately happens. Next thing you know, you're in a nursing home. And that's just maybe an attitude shift that will be a positive coming out of COVID is that people will have the mindset, I want to stay at home. So I'm going to go ahead and do the things and make my home more accessible so I can age in place. 
<laughs> Jeremy, basically, I have I have three flights of stairs in my home. I'm 46 years old, and I've already thought about one of those little chairs that goes up the stairs for you. There you go. Yeah. Because <laughs> my knees are tired, wrong with that. man. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so yeah. I'm looking for the future already. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hear you. Well, 46, you should take the stairs. But you get yeah, uh, take... 76, yeah. you know, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Do what you can to, uh, to stay in your home. And if it takes a, a few bucks to, to do it and you've got that ability, go ahead. Or even, too, a lot of people refer to long-term care insurance as nursing home insurance. The people I talk to that work in that industry, they actually like to call it stayed out of the nursing home insurance. Yeah. They say that 90% of the claims are in a home. So when you when you have a long-term care insurance and you have somebody else that's going to help you pay for the care that you need, you probably get the care sooner because someone else is helping you out with that. And a lot of yeah. the policies now, a lot of the insurance policies now, they will help pay for some of these rehab things that can that are needed for your house because they mm-hmm. realize you're happier in your home. You're safer in your home if you get the the slight changes, modifications that are needed there. Let's make it happen. Yeah. I'm hoping by the time my time comes to have to deal with this, that they have a, a system like the banks have where you, you, know, you oh, get yes. a tube and it sucks you right upstairs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm just dreaming yeah. there. <laughs> I hear you. Or what, uh, what's the Star fun. Trek uh, teletransportation? Oh, That'd be yeah. Fun. Well, that's a, that's a yeah. few more years off, but yeah, I'll, okay. I'll take that, that too. All right. It'll be our kids' time instead of there our time. That's right. All right. Well, another uh, kind of a trend here with COVID-19, how it's changing retirement, is that there's a lot of technology that is just becoming accelerated that will hopefully mm-hmm. help you stay healthy. You and I were just talking just, just five minutes ago before we started, started recording is that you have a telemedicine appointment coming up, right? Oh, I had it yesterday, uh, yeah. yeah. had it yesterday. Okay, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking, especially us guys, we hate going to the doctor. That's just kind mm-hmm. of a stereotype that's mostly true, right? Yeah, uh, I'll agree. <laughs> Yeah, if you can check in with your doctor at home, just on uh, on an iPad over FaceTime or whatever the mm-hmm. technology is, you're a lot more likely to check in with the doctor. Maybe you'll stick on your your medicines or you'll get your long term symptoms taken care of. If it's if it's easier, if it's cheaper, this this telemedicine, the technology is going to probably keep us healthier. Yeah, and it's so much more convenient. I'll I'll be honest. My doctor's great. The nurses are great. All the staff has always been great. You go to the doctor's office. I think most people experience this. You check in, then you sit and wait. The nurse calls you back. They mm-hmm. take you to a room. They talk to you real quick. Okay, the doctor will be in in a few minutes. 20 minutes later, the doctor comes in, right? right. I can't fault him for that. He's got other patients. He's got other things, you know. So I'm sitting there waiting. This was, he, he actually contacted me three minutes before my appointment. Hey, you want to jump on early? What? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. So we did. And it, I mean, it was, it was, I got to see him face to face, got to spend probably 10 to 15 minutes with him talking about what's going on and so on and so forth. And, and it was great. It was great to be able to connect with him on that level, but not have to wait in a waiting room, not have to wait in the doctor's office for another 20 minutes for him to be able to come in and then in between and all that. It was, it was all taken care of in that 15 to 20 minutes. Done. And another technology, you see people all all around with uh, Fitbits and Apple Watches. Oh, yeah. All this kind of stuff. No one's buying these smart watches just so they can check their calendar and their phone calls. They're buying mm-hmm. it for all the, the health benefits. They're, they're tracking their sleep, their oxygen levels, which are important for, for COVID, uh, your activity levels. They're even talking, I was reading through here, you could maybe even have your blood pressure get in checked on a continuous basis with your mm. uh, with future technology stuff. It's not even just a ring. There's all these bands you can wear now. There's even the NBA had everyone. They did this, the bubble, right? They had the NBA bubble for the 
1920 season to finish it all out. They had all the NBA players wearing this ring that was a, a wearable, fitness wearable, because they were tracking you know, heart rates and oxygen and all that kind of stuff, because they figured that's a, a quicker way to determine if maybe someone's coming down with uh, some sort of sickness. We've hmm. got friends, and the, the parents had COVID. Uh, parents caught COVID, oh, and they had a few few other kids. You know, They have kids living at home with them. And so the one of them comes downstairs one morning and is just in tears. She says, Mom, Dad, I have COVID. So what are you talking about? We the tests haven't come back yet. What are you what are you talking about? She's had her, her her fitness band that she wore kind of sent an alert saying that something's off. That her, you know, I don't know, sleep or breathing pattern or, mm. or oxygen levels, whatever it was. So it was her fitness band. And then about a day later she started getting the the different symptoms. So her oh fitness band detected it basically a day before she would have seen any symptoms. That's amazing what they can do with technology now. Yeah, no kidding. Huh. I didn't, yeah. I've never heard of that before. That's fantastic. Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty great stuff. Well, that, was, that was neat. And people are saying, what do you mean you're going to, the NBA, you're going to buy everyone a ring? What's the, what's the point of that? You know, what are you tracking things? Well, there you go. If it, if it detects a slight change yeah. in your system a, a day or two before it's really detectable by other methods, that's, that's great. Early detection is great for a lot of things. Well, speaking of healthy, we got to go the other the other side of it is what happens when you're you're unhealthy, and uh, what they mentioned in the article is that a lot more people now are planning for their eventual death, and obviously the the death is not something that you look forward to that you want to happen, mm-hmm. but if more people are dying, especially in your age group, because of coronavirus, and it's such a random thing in a way, you hear people that get sick and they die and you hear of people that tested positive and they never even had a system. It just seems so random a lot of times when you feel like you have less control over something like that. This is maybe an opportunity where you can take some more control, get your wills, get your estate planning, get your power of attorneys in order, especially those power of attorneys for healthcare and uh, finances, right? If you're in the hospital and you're needing some decisions being made about you and you don't have the healthcare power of attorney, you might have the doctors and nurses following their protocol, but you might want something completely different. And so it's good to have this kind of gut check now. You have COVID-19 coming in, things are changing. Maybe you need a, a gut check to say, let's get our let's get our house in order. And part of that is getting those wills, getting that estate planning done. So let's mm-hmm. let's take that positivity uh, out of it and say let's let's uh, check a few boxes and make our make life easier for the ones that we love by yeah. getting some things down on documents on paper. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the fourth thing they talk about in there is that people are going to be working longer. They figure, well, if life is uncertain, people are not going to add to that uncertainty by retiring. That's what a few people they quoted in the article had said. And I looked at it and thought, I'm going to disagree about this one. I really don't know that people are going to work longer because of COVID-19 or maybe what's, what's the future look like? I better keep on working so I have more money in retirement. I'm thinking we do retirement planning all, all day long. And I'm th- I was thinking back, who have we had this year that we talked about retirement in this specific year? Four of them that I'm th- I was kind of writing down a list. Four of them were planning on retiring in 2020, and they some of them were nervous. One of them was supposed to retire April 1. They were, they were nervous, right? The market drops 30% in March. That's a big, big deal. Well, I had been working with them for years, and I assured them, look, we planned for the ups and downs here. You had short-term money. You had long-term money. You had your Social Security and your pension plan. A one or two month or even a one or two year hiccup in the market shouldn't change anything. If you want to retire, go ahead. If you will feel more comfortable 
working so you have an income, then that's that's okay. You should do things that make you more comfortable with your money. Well, all four of them that I had that specific conversation with, they all retired. They thought about it. They said, yeah, you're right. I'm going to retire. I want to retire. Mm. I'm not letting COVID-19 stop that. Then I thought of another person that I had met about a year ago now, as before the market dropped, before coronavirus, we weren't working with them at the time. And I mentioned, hey, let's let's set these things up. Let's get you ready with the short-term money. That way you can retire when you want to retire and not have to worry as much about the stock market. So I like the idea, but I'm going to wait till the spring when I retire in April because uh, I just don't want to pay you the fees right now. I'd rather just wait till I retire. You should really plan for things before you retire. Well, he called me up in March. The market dropped. He said, okay, I didn't. I started, I started calling in April. We need to get together. We need to start working together. And he had made the decision he is going to wait a full year. And I'd say that's not as much because of coronavirus. I think that's a lot more because he wasn't as prepared for a potential market drop. And it just shows you, you can't wait till retirement to prepare yeah. for retirement. Yeah. We had three or four others that they were let go by their company. You get to be 60, 62, 65, the company lets you go. You kind of didn't have a choice. Yeah. A lot of times you look around and say, well, the company retired me. I'm just going to stay that way. I'm just going to stay that way. So I, I'm going to disagree. I, th- I think I read 10, 10 different things in the article. I think I, I can disagree with one of them. That's all right. But I feel like a lot, a lot more people are saying, if life is uncertain and I could die anytime because of whatever happens, I'm going to do what I want. And if what you want is retirement, they're, they're doing that. Mm-hmm. As long as you're prepared, as long as you got a plan, I can support that. My biggest concern is for those folks that were either forced to retire or whether it was January of 2020 or February or March or April, you know, what kind of hit did they take mm-hmm. just entering retirement or what kind of hit did their portfolio take? And then they were forced to retire after that point, man, I mean, just that really concerns me, you know, and, and I'm, yeah. luckily I'm not at that point yet, but what can you do at that point for those kind of people? Yeah, it's just, you gotta be prepared ahead of time. It just shows the the key. We think you should be preparing for your retirement five to seven years ahead of time. Yeah, okay, that would that would solve that, actually. Yeah, that would solve it if they <laughs> had prepared for it ahead of time. Yeah. Boy, the people that weren't prepared, another thought of it too is you you do need a guide. I'm thinking of a few people right now that they, uh, in March, the market dropped, they were down 20, 25%. They said, I'm, I'm retiring soon. I can't afford if my market money drops even further. Oh, no. Yeah. They pulled out of the market. I knew what you were going to say. Oh, yeah. it's terrible. I just started working with uh, two two different ones I'm thinking of right now, just in the last month. And they were still out of the market. So they, they pulled out of the market at the wrong time. Yeah. They haven't gone back in because they haven't had a plan this whole time. So now we're getting them towards that plan of short-term money, long-term money, have the right amount of risk. If they had the right amount of risk to begin with, a year ago, if they had the short-term money and the long-term money, if they had a guide, I can't guarantee it, but I just got a good feeling that they would have been able to make some better decisions and, and plans for it if they had gone through a process like that. Well, let's try to end on a, a positive note here. I think that's a good right. thing. <laughs> yeah. One of the things they said that's going to change through this article with, through COVID-19 is we should all become healthier. And a lot of people are, are taking some steps to do that. It certainly seems that COVID-19 hurts people with other health issues more than people that are, that are healthier. That's That seems pretty undeniable. Mm-hmm. And it seems like a lot of times if you can't go out to eat inside the restaurant, if you can't uh, go to a sports game, well, a lot of people are now getting outside. 
they've seen record numbers of people showing up at national parks, state parks. A lot of people are getting outside. A lot of people are walking. A lot of people are eating home-cooked meals from the grocery store, which probably are healthier than mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. ones at the, the restaurant. It's just amazing. A great trend that I'm, I'm hoping that part of the trend continues, right? A lot of people are just taking a, a more proactive approach on their health. Love that idea. Love that people are, are cooking more for themselves, that are walking and getting outside and doing exercise for themselves. Let's just, let's take that part of uh, COVID-19. Let's, let's keep that going forever, right? Let's mm-hmm. keep that focus on, on our own health for, for a long time. That would be great. Well, you know, Eric, COVID-19 is not fun for anybody, whether mm-hmm. you have it or you're just experiencing the, the after effects to the pandemic. But we're just hopefully this whole experience is going to help people rework how they approach their life, how they approach their retirement. And there is three questions they left in the article. Uh, love them. I've seen them before. This guy, George Kinder, he started a financial life planning institute. And his three questions I just want to leave you with that he asks all his clients are, what would you do? If you had all the time and money in the world, how would your life, uh, how would you live your life if you knew you had only five years left to live? Mm. And what would you most regret if you died tomorrow? Three great questions that we should all be thinking of maybe every so often, but especially now with COVID-19, that's a great time to just reflect, think of those different things, maybe take this experience, take this time to, to change around how you might live your, live your life going forward help you decide better how are you going to spend your time, how are you going to take care of your health, and who is most important uh, in your life. That's just some great advice. Yeah, and, and I'm going to take it one step further because I love these three questions. I've I've worked with some of these very similar questions in the past with, with clients that I've worked with. I encourage everybody listening to find somebody to discuss these questions with. In other words, you initiate the conversation. Say, hey, I'd, I'd love to just talk to you about three questions that I've been mulling over but mm-hmm. talk them out loud to each other. And there, it's, there's something very, very powerful about that. When you can express these thoughts and, and feelings and concerns with somebody else, it makes it more real for yourself. And yeah. if you, you choose somebody who's a trusted friend or family member or partner or, or somebody that you, you know, are closely connected with, it gives a level of accountability too. Because if right. by asking these three questions, you want to make some changes, then that person knows that you want to make those changes and they can help hold you accountable to those. Are you doing what you wanted to do? Because this is what you verbalized. Now are you doing something about it? And Jeremy, I know that that's part of what you do with your clients. You help them to verbalize goals, hopes, dreams, what they want to do. And you are also part of that accountability system uh, for them. Mm -hmm. So for anybody listening that wants to take a look at how they're living their life, what they can do to make changes financially and time-wise and all that jazz, and they want to reach out to you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Check us out on our website, kylefpkeilfp.com. Love to hear from you. All right. Jeremy, thanks again so much for your time today. Thank you, Eric. We'll talk soon. You bet. And the last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast with Jeremy Kyle. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Jeremy comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And this is a great one to share because it'll get you talking about this issue. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Kyle Financial Partners, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit retirement-revealed.com to learn more. 
The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal, accounting, or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For complete details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is a part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. Content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.